What's going on, everyone? Welcome, welcome to the Mandatory Codec, episode six. Sixth installment. We're already getting into it. Uh, we took a little break last week due to the Very Easy League. Um, and my guest this week is a person who came runner-up in the Very Easy League. Mr. Plywood himself. What's going on, Ply? It's going pretty good. I'm very excited to chat with you tonight. It was originally going to happen this morning, but, mm -hmm. you know, weather conditions. What's uh, going on? Started looking like... Uh, started looking like the fox archipelago out there so he sent me a picture and it was just just super <laughs> snowy and windy and there's a blizzard going on in your in your neck of the woods everything yep. did you drive safe did you get back home safe how's how's the weather conditions any better the than yesterday conditions, uh when i well the the storm is over so by the time i started driving home tonight like there was no snow happening but the roads mm -hmm. are still they're not quite as bad as yesterday you know, mm -hmm. difference of like, oh, you know, yesterday was like 30 miles per hour on average going home. Today was 40. So that's that's an improvement. It's a good that, improvement. Well, hopefully next day you can go 50. And then <laughs> yeah. one day get, get up to 200. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's 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 definitely how safety is <laughs> uh, works out when you're driving. You know, we slowly make improvements. Um, it's exactly that's you, exactly right. You kind of plateau every once in a while, but you know I'm optimistic about the future. Um, so let's get right into what we what we're all here for, and that's uh, speedrunning and Metal Gear games. So first, take me back to what got you into speedrunning, because we all start out, you know, playing games casually, playing games as a kid. Um, I don't think there's anybody, or maybe I'm wrong, that just starts playing video games and says. You know what? I'm just gonna start speedrunning as my first ever video game. Um, so, what got you into it and get getting started? Even if it's not MGS, but just uh, what got you interested in it? So, unlike a lot of people, my introduction to speedrunning was not GDQ. Um, mm. I was familiar with speedrunning at the around the start of the last decade, um, primarily through TASs or tool assisted speedruns. Uh, and I know this because I looked through my uh, like liked and favorited videos on YouTube. I'm like, oh, there we go. There's there's the Ocarina of Time task that is super outdated, but I was just amazed by that I liked a decade ago. And mm -hmm. there's a Super Mario World task. I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I kind of just kept my my eye on it occasionally, like you know, checking out certain task videos from taskvideos.org checked out sda a little bit um and then time went on and you fast forward to 2016 um i started watching actual gdq vods and i watched ufo techies silent hill one run i was like i, I want to play this game i still haven't completed this game i want to go and play silent hill so i played it really enjoyed it I'm like all right you know i'm gonna play it again i'm gonna play it again Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it give this a go. So, the way I started speedrunning, I was just sitting in my living room playing the PS3 version of Silent Hill One, the emulated version, uh, using my stopwatch on my watch to uh, time myself. And then I started thinking, you know what, this is kind of goofy. Maybe I should actually see what the community is for this game, and started getting into it 
um, thanks to the help of some other runners, Bound and Gray, Aaron, who kind of encouraged me as I was uh, starting out with that game. That was first game I streamed on Twitch was Silent Hill 1 speedrunning on emulator. Uh, and then from there, played a few, ran a few other games until 2017. Uh, around March, I started getting into Metal Gear Solid 1 PC because um, I didn't have any capture cards, didn't have anything else. So I was like, all right, uh, there's a runner by the name of Peter Afro who had a an all bosses run. I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try this. I really like MGS1. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm going to give this a shot. And uh, the rest is history. So you said you started at 2017, right? Um, when I when I first started just looking at Metal Gear speedruns and everything, you were like one of the first names that popped up. You know, I saw your, uh, I think it was your Twin Snakes run on one of the GDQs. Um, and that's how I got introduced to MGSR. Um, so how long did you run? I know we're taking a little deviation from that, but how long were you running? I've always wanted to ask you this. Uh, Twin Snakes before... You did that GDQ run. I started running Twin Snakes the summer of 2017. I actually bought the game. I was like, all right, I want to try this game out because I never played it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I never actually played the game. I heard people complain about the game, the voice right. acting and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But I never actually played the game myself. So the quote unquote Twin Snakes crew that was like Blue Metal, Erlian, furry uh tyler and uh, wall guy um the wall guy is not he's he's not really like the crew he's more like the godfather you know what i mean he's like i'm, I'm back um we all really started getting into that game uh in that summer so i started running that game in summer 2017 after playing it casually i was like this game's actually a lot of fun um even though casually and just in a general sense, I prefer the original game. Mm -hmm. um, if you putting speedrunning aside, that's you know I feel like Solid One's a more important game than Twin Snakes, but um, that's not really taking anything away from Twin Snakes because at its core, it's Metal Gear Solid Two married coupled with Solid One, and even though the results casually are kind of mixed. Um, creates a really fun game because I, I find Metal Gear Solid 2 to be a really fun speed game on its own. Uh, so you put that in Solid 1 and you get rid of some of the more annoying parts of Solid 1 in terms of unskippable cutscenes and the backtracking. You have what I consider to be a winner. And, and the, the game has really just continued to grow and grow and improve over time. Uh, new boss strats, some new skips, new movement tech. And the great thing about it is that as Solid 2 improves, so does Twin Snakes. Uh, as we find new tech in Solid 2, so too does it apply to Twin Snakes and vice versa. So it's uh, it's honestly really interesting how Solid 1, Solid 2, and Twin Snakes kind of form this triangle mm -hmm. where each game can sort of influence the other. Um, that's happened numerous times between solid one and twin snakes with the routing and you see solid two's game engine influence twin snakes and then that can have a uh an effect on solid one as well so it's kind of interesting to see how these three games kind of form that speed run routing triangle 
even yeah. though they're separated by you know several years you know mm. mgs1 came out in 98 and twin snakes came out in 04 so pretty interesting yeah what what really i don't run twin snakes but every time i watch it it's like the game is like an hour run long the run and it really it's just pure action the whole time where in mgs1 like you said you do have that backtracking the key cards and everything and if you're trying to do all bosses there's you know even more um and then when you do mgs2 for the most part it's action but then you have like that sniping section slow down you know you have that end game slow down where i think twin snakes speedrunning if someone wants to get into it you know i usually recommend them to try to go for twin snakes over mgs1 just because it kind of gets rid it's a shorter run like if you're trying to go for an hour and it's just much more pure action based versus the other two um, yeah i really think that twin snakes is like the best flow out of really any of the games in the series as far as the speed game is concerned i get that it's not for everyone because mm -hmm. it has its own quirks like really any of the solid games do um so that's gonna be you know there can be growing pains but honestly it's one of those games where the barrier to entry isn't is pretty low but the the ceiling is super high like there's so much you can do within that game even though it's pretty short so mm -hmm. yeah, i feel like okay we can talk about you know other games then acid and go off on a tangent for like two hours but let's go ahead and try to stick to our schedule um yeah. <laughs> so i'm sure you'll be back for more as we we discuss more topics but we're going to routing versus running now you are one of so let me start this whole thing by saying there's a lot of runners in the mgs community where even if they're not just speed runners they contribute so much to the game whether it's a tech thing whether it's like a routing thing where if you look at the if you look at the leaderboards their name might not be high up where their names or their names might not even be on the leaderboards but they've contributed so much to it by their routing and what they find within the game that mm -hmm. that it just has so much of an influence versus someone who like comes in and like okay I'm just going to take this run and just do the best I can to just speedrun it as fast as I can, not necessarily look for new routes, but you're one of the people that kind of does both and does it well. Cause I know you've routed, you've done a lot of routing for like MGS1 stuff. You've done a lot of the Ghost Babble for the newer games. So do you enjoy routing more than just learning a run and trying to perfect what's already been given to you? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Routing I think is, the most satisfying thing you can do in speedrunning because <clears throat> you're continuing to i think of every speed game as a puzzle mm -hmm. um and we're all just trying to solve that puzzle right we're trying to put all the pieces together and sometimes you can you know replace certain pieces with better pieces right right and that's and the thing is that it's not mutually exclusive because if you're like putting in a lot of effort into a game to like run it um, and try to get a high time you know some things just kind of happen incidentally and you find things on your own that other people either a weren't aware of mm -hmm. or you know you do some things a little bit differently that can find uh improvements or strategy changes etc so i don't really think it's necessarily mutually exclusive as long as you're not just following 
slavishly to, oh, this is what everyone does. I need to do it this way. This is how I get the top time. I think, um, I think it very, it's not mutually exclusive, but it relies on the runner. Like everyone's wired different. Like some people will look at a run and just try to like see what's already given and beat and try to perfect that already. Where like mm -hmm. other people, I don't know, like they just think a little outside the box. And it's it's not really a coincidence when I even when I go down the list of games that it's always like this the same type of names popping up for discovering stuff, even if it's like a small little menu optimization or something that their names are always coming up into what's being added versus other runners who are like maybe not as interested in that stuff. They're like, okay, let me look at the run. Let me see what's already there. And let me just do that better than what's previously been done. Right. Right. And I think part of it as well <clears throat> is Metal Gear as a series is not... I mean, I guess really every every game can continue to evolve and improve. But I feel like over the last... You know, I've, I've been in this community for like four years and mm. it, it everything just keeps on shifting and evolving and changing. You really can't make any assumptions that, okay, we have found... We have figured it out. Like, what have we really figured out? There's so many assumptions that I had years ago that got broken in various games, you know? Mm -hmm. Of what what is fast, what is slow, what should be done. Um, and part of that is, I think, with time. Because, um, like, you think of it this way. So I've done initial routing for certain games, right? Mm -hmm. But you can only do so much on the initial route because it's one of the hardest things you can do. It's the most daunting thing is when you're just routing a game essentially completely fresh. Um, and it, you come back to it or you learn a game, right? You come back to it maybe months later, maybe even a year or two later, and your perspective has changed a little bit. You've done other things. You know, you haven't been just like solely focused on that. And you're like, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I do that? Um, you know, when I started running uh, MGS2VE, I found a couple of things, small things, but a couple of things that other people weren't doing. And it's just, well, even though I've been running Metal Gear Solid 2 for a long time now, on and off for several years, uh, once you start picking it up again, you might be like, oh, well, I could actually do this a little bit differently, and mm. that can save me, you know, 0.02 or whatever, 0.04. Uh, so yeah well i think routing is a lot of fun though i i if anyone wants something that's not just like grinding because grinding can just be really exhausting just try to figure stuff out try to learn something new educate yourself on the game you're playing yeah for for some runners that do get that burnout when they're just like banging their head against the wall of doing the same repetitive task over and over again. Like I highly recommend the same thing as well is pick one of the less optimized games um, that not many people run and be like one of those people that put the first stepping stones of the run together. Um, I think that creates, or at least for me, that's much more enjoyable certain times when uh, I am grinding for that run and I'm just hitting the wall over and over again just kind of change of pace and just being one of the first people to now it's not really an easy thing to do like you were saying because 
let's say you do put this fresh run together well one little if someone else comes along and discovers one little thing that might change everything you've done before you know what i mean um mm -hmm. like a new tech is discovered a new skip is discovered well you're like well i just wasted all that time putting this together but someone comes along and you know now i have to start over from step one so I, do you ever feel like that when you're routing like you're putting all this time into it and then it might be for for no good does that ever cross your mind well you know that that does happen sometimes where you you go down a certain path and someone else found a better path so that kind of just you know you just kind of ended up in a dead end mm -hmm. essentially um and then you can still make that route work or whatever but if it's slower it's slower then that's just kind of the end of it usually honestly though i feel like that <clears throat> happens more often with me when you're grinding a game really hard and then the route changes is like okay i put in this ha this happens a lot in speedrunning. People put a lot of time into a certain route or a certain set of assumptions or expectations uh, of what is possible. And then mm. something comes along and completely changes everything. It's like, well, I dumped 50 hours, 100 hours, whatever, into this thing. And now all that is kind of wiped away, mm. uh, which sometimes that leaves people feeling a little bit bitter they're like what what am i doing right and again the reality is like i was saying before these things just continue to change and evolve and if you if you're not ready to change and evolve with them you're going to be left behind and it's not that you can't enjoy what you're doing uh as long as you have like the right mindset to it if you want to just you know run like a quote-unquote boomer and do a certain route and you have fun with it then don't you know don't get all invested into it right but some people are really competitive and it's mm -hmm. it can be dispiriting or discouraging when it's like oh, i put all in all this effort into something and in a sense it didn't matter but it really did it really did because it, without your effort especially right. with routing without your effort into something it's quite likely that what they found wasn't going to necessarily be possible because they're building off someone else, they're building off of someone else, etc. Mm. Right, like your routing, initial routing could be what sparks, you know, someone else looking into it. Like, oh, can I do this differently? Can I do that differently? So just because they come up with something better, it ne doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, what you did was, was for nothing as well exactly it's all constructive if you have this sort of destructive mindset you know it's 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 just kind of like a negative thing to think about if you think of it in the sense no i didn't waste my time mm -hmm. if i didn't do what i did or others didn't do what they did that we wouldn't have been here in the first place and all there's right. a lot of examples you know we could go into this uh certainly for a while like there's a lot of examples within the last like two years in this community of things being found i think one of the most obvious examples would be leaning and uh, mgs1 vr that completely changed how you do certain levels so all that time i spent in grinding certain levels mm. it's all kind of quote unquote for nothing but not really it's like okay well the game has improved and we're beating records that have stood for two decades i'd say that's a <laughs> all altogether that's a positive thing yeah, so explain real quick to everyone that doesn't know what leaning is and how that revolutionized just MGS1 VR running. 
Yeah, so back in December 2019, Limes, DLimes13, found, uh, or discovered, he was doing it for a while, but he didn't realize what, what it actually was, what it was capable of. Essentially, uh, the checkpoints or the end goals in VR, you can lean into them in first person view, because if you hold triangle to go into FPV in MGS1 and then tap left L1 or R1, uh, Snake will lean while in first person. Now, mm -hmm. for some reason in VR, you can actually lean into the goal and it'll count as you entering the goal, even though you didn't actually enter the goal because Snake isn't actually on the goal. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that if you do this in the game, in the main game, there are some strategies that revolve around dodging attacks with the lean, but you can't like lean into a load zone and go into it early or anything like that. It's not like as useful, but in VR one, leaning into a goal can save several frames. That sounds like nothing, but when you're talking about stages that are so optimized that you know, it's like, okay, this stage is quote-unquote solved. Like, mm -hmm. we don't know how to save time now. But that, on its own, changed a lot of levels. Because, okay, you do the level, and then right before you get into the goal, just a little bit away from it, you go, you turn around, go into first-person view, and lean into the goal. Mm -hmm. And that completely changed several levels, dozens of levels. Right. All right, so... Good explanation. I think we covered this a little bit on the Platonic Guy podcast as well. So let's just uh, move on. And one thing I say, I want to say to everyone before moving on, the whole routing thing, like we were saying, and running, it's like whatever you enjoy, just run that. If you don't, if you know, there's always constant um, strat changes. And if you don't, if you want to, like if you enjoy running your previous um kind of route what you learn and you just want to do that then go ahead like no one's forcing anyone to keep up with the times uh just enjoy your run and that's all that matters at the end so let's move on to a topic of mgs3 now usually these days when i think of plywood i'm thinking ghost babble i'm thinking mgs1 i'm thinking mgs2 ve league that we were just done with now, you have ran MGS3 before, but you're not one of the names that come up when I think of MGS3. So, give me, first, give me a little background on your experience with 3. Because this is kind of ties with the routing thing again. Because before the previous DN fight, how now, you know, we manipulate him to come down and stuff. Didn't you do a little bit of optimization for, I don't know, remember if it was VE or normal against that fight? Yeah, so I was looking into normal and very easy with solid three. Mm -hmm. um, and VE was very unexplored. Um, like the, the runs that were on the board, uh, a lot of the older ones, they, it was just kind of like they were running the game, but not really thinking about what they could do with very easy. So the thing that Apache, myself, Major... Um, I think write you a little bit as well. We're looking into very easy and the end fight went through, I think this was, uh, 20, 2018 it's fall of 2018. If I remember correctly, 2019, um, 
that you could take out the end in the first screen on very easy. And at one point it was like, oh, very easy. You don't. Re there's not really that much time saved. There's not much you can do. But the reality was, no, we can actually defeat the end on the first screen. And this was way before that new Euro strat where you uh, shoot the wall and like wait for the end to respawn in the room or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, that was, you know, the, the standard strategy was to go across multiple load screens and flank the end. So at first, the strategy was, oh, we're going to hit the end several times in the head with the Trank gun, the, the the easy gun, and then he's going to go left or right, and you had no control over that. And then the strat improved that you would take him out on the first screen rather than go to the next screen, because it was kind of random. You know, he it was a coin flip which direction he went, and right side was a little bit slower than left side. Um, but I was interested in MGS3 very easy in part go a little bit more broadly because it was unexplored and I like going into the unexplored areas of the series and uh, I thought the easy gun as a concept was just really cool because you're essentially invisible and everyone falls in one hit from the trank gun and you regain stamina and all these interesting things um, with the easy gun so I was just interested in doing that seeing what could be done and i mean mgs3 as a game has it's it's got an interesting history to it because there's been a lot of effort put into primarily euro but mm. the lower difficulties were really unexplored and i think for a very long time people were very impressed with what was accomplished in solid three uh with the more historical runs you know, and they're not that old, but relatively speaking, older runs. And it's only been within the last few years. We went from Raichu basically begging people, please run Solid 3, to uh, some really strong investigation by the Solid 3 runners. You know, finding skips, the pain skip, um, all the weird food zip stuff that Appel has been looking into where you can like use the food <laughs> food system to like zip snake across the map and to like fall through just, yeah it's it's solid three is uh for all the effort and time that's been put into the euro route and like making each room be very clean which there has been a lot of effort put into that i don't want to take anything away from what has been done over the last almost 20 years on that game it's still a game that feels sort of mysterious especially because even recently Appel was saying there's a possibility you could somehow get from the cave to the boss uh, at the very end of the game the joy uh, she doesn't quite know how to do it but <laughs> apparently there's an opening there for yeah, I saw uh, that. Like, there's pretty incredible any percent. Yeah, there's like the coordinates for the load zones. I think that mm -hmm. gets you from the cave all the way to the last boss fight. Which is, imagine that happens and there's like an any percent category. You get the MGS one any percent. What was it called? The large skips. 
and yeah, now, the, and now large, you have how the used to call it large, large skips, skips. Yep. and now you got the mgs3 large skips category but mgs3 was one of those like games where it was the po the most popular game that didn't have many runners outside of the most difficult category when i think about like mgs1 had a decent amount of runners and this is not just um runners that are in mgsr or runners that are in the in the leaderboards but just you know going on youtube or something uh mgs1 had a fair amount of runners that were you know eventually started running the other difficulties i feel like mgs2 also had that and mgs3 was the one where it did have a decent amount of runners but just the lower difficulties was just nowhere to be found like i can't even think of any outside of i can't remember his name if it was like metallica snake or something maybe he would ran a normal that was a old old normal old, run old, yeah normal run but it just like nobody was running normal or very easy at the time and then yeah i mean now... part of it is and you've seen this as well uh because you know you're one of the the older runners in this community relatively speaking um you've been around for a few years is this this uh development of people running mm. lower difficulties lower difficulties being more popular and there is an argument to be made that the way that the boards used to be structured especially for solid three all the difficulties were together and the top times were euro extreme and i would imagine for i at least know one person and this is completely anecdotal completely anecdotal at least one person i talked to is like i don't know if i really want to run this game because it feels like you're supposed to run european extreme and i don't know if i really want to i mean mgs1 used to also be all difficulties together mm -hmm. and it just kind of you know there was this sort of sense of sliminess like oh i'm running a lower difficulty just yeah, to have yeah, like an yeah. easy out on like you know, I don't have to learn all the ridiculous strats and the hard lines. I can just run through the rooms when the reality is it's just a different game. You know, it, it, it you can't really compare it. And that separation and over time, just uh, the culture has changed that. I think it's incentivized people to be like, you know what? I can do this because I don't have to go. You know, I don't have to feel like I'm pressured culturally whether that's like people actually pressuring you or just implicitly from the way a board is structured or what you see online that I have to run the highest difficulty. And that has helped a lot, I think. Yeah, when yeah, I've been in MGSR for a while and then I'm also kind of new compared to like some other runners. So when I first joined, like you said, MGS3 was just pure Euro only. And, I, and when I looked at the boards, like now that I think about it, I was also in that mindset that you have to run Euro. And I was okay with that. So when I looked at the boards, I'm like, you have to run Euro. If anyone runs very easy and puts a time up, well, you know, you're quote unquote cheating the system because you're just running straight. And this was, I'd say like three years ago. Um, just because I think many other runners had that mindset as well. And I, when I think about what my mindset was at that time, I was sucked into that thing as well, where you're like looking at the runs and you see a very easy run above a Euro extreme run. Well, I'll, and then I wouldn't say this out loud, 
But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's a cop out. Like anyone can just right. run. Anyone can just run straight and beat the Euro time. And then, then when you think, and then as other runners started to to not just run it very well, but just you can see how hard it is to try to get a top time in very easy now. If you look at MGS one, MGS two, MGS three. And you look at the very easy times and you say, oh, well, let me try my hand at it. You're going to figure out that trying to get a top time in those games on any difficulty, especially very easy, is is anything but easy. Like, you're going to have to put an insane amount of time to get anywhere close to those games right now. And then when I did see how much time it takes for those runs, then my mindset started to change where you can't treat, you can't compare it really. It's almost like you said, it's like learning a whole new game, a whole new way to play the game that makes it so much fresh, especially for, for mm -hmm. newer runners who can treat it as like a stepping stone of, of getting into a game. Exactly. And I mean, you know, it really just came down to people wanting to take it seriously. Mm. So for Solid 1, e you know, easy difficulty, easy is the primary category, you know, just a about a month or two ago, we decided to change all the default uh, categories to easy difficulty because it has the most runners and it's the most competitive, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not to take anything away from anyone who's run extreme and say, oh, well, what you do is irrelevant. No, not at right, all. Right. But you have to look at it from the perspective of what is popular, what is competitive and what what is engaging, especially to people coming fresh to it and you know the reality is it is like a stepping stone exactly as you say you know you don't have to if you have aspirations to learn a higher difficulty you can learn the basics basic mechanics of the game because these games are complicated like even solid one there's just these weird quirks you have to get used to with the controls and the movement and especially with like solid two, solid three, you can apply concepts and movement that you learned on the lower difficulties to the higher difficulties. And it's that's a lot easier than just learning everything at once. You're learning these hard lines, you're learning these very punishing boss fights, and you're learning how the game works. You know, mm -hmm. it's good to have that baseline, base pyramid to build off of, and then you can you know aspire to higher things and if people want to go straight to the higher difficulties you know bless them i'm not gonna say you shouldn't do it i just think it's usually a bad idea usually i see people go straight into a higher difficulty they get frustrated pretty mm -hmm. easily and just like this isn't for me and that's what keeps a community feeling kind of closed off imo is mm -hmm. that you let people you let people feel like you can do this. You're, you're you know, this isn't some like exclusive club <laughs> that, right. oh, well, if you're not running this, this, then we don't care. Yeah. No. And, and we always see new runners come up and like, well, what, what difficulty should I start with? What, you know, what tips do I get? And with MGS3, what I always, you know, the best advice I can give is one, what's your goals? Um, are you trying to get world record? Are you just trying to get on the leaderboards? Uh, and what difficulty um, do you want to run? Everyone's different. You, If you want to run Euro Extreme right off the bat, well, good luck. And you should do Euro Extreme. A lot of people say, well, 
learn very easy that's uh that'll get your movement better your the your you know your getting used to the menus and all that and that's true but if your end goal is you want to run euro extreme just go straight to euro extreme um just because if you're if your goal is to run euro extreme and you're just doing very easy well i think all that time you're spending on very easy which which could help you in the long run i'm just saying you could kind of pull that into euro but 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 what i think it all just depends on how you structure it right like if you're if you do a few runs of very easy just to get a feel for how snake moves mm -hmm. rather than like devoting a ton of time to learn all the minutia of very easy that's different than like i'm going to plow into very yeah. easy well, i mean the reality is as long as someone is patient they can start on a high difficulty it's just that a mm -hmm. lot of people are just like i can't do this right they just kind of throw their yeah, hands yeah, up yeah. in the air it's it's what's your and what's your experience previously with mgs3 are you just someone mm -hmm. that are you someone that's ran it a lot casually before? So, you know, you know the ins and out of the game. You just don't know the speed run of the game. Or are you somebody that just is fresh, new, everything to MGS3? You know, that's a big, that's a big difference. And another thing that's really big for speed running is you finish runs. You gotta finish runs. If you try to run Euro Extreme with no previous experience in the three, the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna get stuck in the Ocelot unit for a long time. Um, so what, so the other advice I usually give for people that, that want to run a new game is pick a category that you can finish runs early on, and then you could try to get a PB as your time gets lower and lower. And that usually gives that, that encouragement that you can kind of see the results of your timing quickly, mm -hmm. which would very easy mm -hmm. does provide, even if, even if you're not going for the top times are very easy at the beginning, just finishing runs are easier. And then when you do see your time go down as you get pbs um uh, run after run after run i think that's a big uh, encouragement that the lower difficulties provide that the higher ones you know try to finishing runs in a higher one is is, is quite challenging in a, in a short amount of time right so for mgs3 what i wanted to ask brings all this <laughs> around is do you plan on one ever going back to try to beat some of your times in and two do you ever plan to learn Euro Extreme on MGS3? You know, Euro is sort of like a white whale to me with MGS3. It's something I, I've wanted to chase, but it is an intimidating thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of funny, like, when I started running in this, in this community, in this series, people always talk about how hard Solid 3 was. Like, it's like the hardest run really difficult um which was always a little bit off-putting mm. um so i definitely am interested in learning it but the primary thing for me is is that i've been talking about running all bosses extreme for like years <laughs> and i still haven't done it yet <laughs> so for me not to run mgs1 big boss because there's only there's not really a lot of people running that category right. there's like a handful of us who actually do it most of it's on easy so uh it's one of those things where i feel like i'd be cheating <laughs> to run uh you know put in all this effort into learning mgs3 because i know there's a bit of a learning curve especially with uh certain fights like the ocelot unit you know it's a lot a lot of time and effort i remember learning solid two euro and just 
just like getting through certain fights without dying <laughs> was a challenge on its own. So, you know, that that whole thing of having to go through that uh kind of slow drip feed mm-hmm. of learning learning euro is a little bit intimidating. Um, but I mean, solid three euro, I think is one of the coolest looking runs in the series. So that, that is, uh, appealing to me, certainly. Yeah. Aesthetically solid three looks so cool. When you see someone run solid three at a high level, uh, it just looks so good. The execution and, and just the mechanics of it, um, looks so great. But the other thing I can advise people for solid three if you're running it, is reach out to one of the runners that are already really good. Um, one, they're super helpful, and two, because I here's a little plug for the MGSR is the I'm no rookie, where you sign up for someone that's new. What they do is they just sign up, uh, they want to learn a game, and then there's coaches in uh, in MGSR that teach the rookies uh, everything, whatever category, whatever difficulty. Uh, whatever game you want to run and i participated in that in mgs3 uh to learn it on euro extreme now i kind of knew euro extreme before but it was like the boomer strats uh version of it where my time was like one hour 25 26 minutes um and then just going through the i'm no rookie it's just so much easier when someone explains it to you than when you're trying to do it yourself in certain parts. Now, uh, certain areas, you can just look at a VOD and know exactly what's going on, but there's some areas where when someone tells you what's going on, it just like clicks for you. You're like, oh, well, well of course, it's, it's that easy. Why didn't I think of that? When you're just watching a vid, it might not be as easy to pick up on. You get that immediate feedback if you're doing something wrong, like, oh, just do this kind of adjustment, you know, like that helps a lot. So, yeah. yeah. And speaking of one, there's mini Omega King in the chat. Another big brain of MGS3. You got a question? There's one person that can help you. Um, So, yeah, MGS3. I'm going to I'm going to hopefully see you run it soon. Uh, (laughs) We'll get back to it a a little later, but let's move on to the next topic. The acid games. Now, first of all, explain that. Just give a brief description of someone that's new. They're like, okay, I want to learn acid. Um, one and two. So first, you can start with one, and then you can move on to two. What they can expect, what they should get ready for in a new game run, and then the same thing in a new game plus run for both games. It's not too long, but just a quick description of of what the runners should be ready for. So, full disclosure, I have not run Acid 1, but mm-hmm. I have watched runs of Acid 1. Um, I've only really run Acid 2, and there is a good reason for that. Um, so, Acid is probably the most unique game in the series, or the most different. Uh, the only other game I would say that is the most different would be like Rising, because that's a character action game. But there is still like, like, eh, it, it's 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 not quite as uh like abstract as Acid is. Acid is a card game role playing game where you play as one to two characters. So you have two characters. They have their card decks. 
all the cards are games from the series. So what you're dealing with in new game for both games is a lot of luck because you don't really have control over a whether a card lands or doesn't land. Some cards have like percentage chances of whether they'll actually do the thing you want them to do. Two, you don't have control over the like damage values or stuff like that. Sometimes things will hit you. Sometimes they won't. Mm -hmm. And then decks so you can get like booster cards or booster packs like you can pick them up in the stage or you'll get cards at the end of a stage and you have no control over what cards you get uh unless it's like there are like an acid too there are some exceptions like you can pick up a chaff card or whatever you can like pick up this single card in the stage but for the most part you don't really have control over what you get mm. so in a new game sense that means there's a lot of possibilities and situations you can get into because you don't, you know, it's it's very flexible. You have to know what you can and cannot do and what you need to do on each stage with what you have. Uh, that can get pretty complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and then New Game Plus, you have access to any and all cards. So, you know, we have save files that have they're basically like master saves that have all the cards and you can build whatever, whatever deck you want. Um, and you basically have the opposite problem. You have everything at your disposal, which means you have a lot of options and you have to figure out what are the best options for every, every, uh, stage. And mm -hmm. also just trying to minimize how much you change cards. Is it worth having this card over that card? And then like balancing a deck. If you've ever played uh, Magic the Gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh or any of these card games where you have to try to balance out your card pool. You have, you know, I have X number of these cards, Y number of these cards. So you don't have like a lopsided deck because uh, I don't know if you've, have you ever played any like, like, magic the gathering sparty um the closest thing i've played to like a card game is Yu-Gi-Oh. okay i don't i guess i guess this concept applies in Yu-Gi-Oh as well but there's this term in magic of being flooded or mm -hmm. screwed so like if you're flooded with a certain card like your mana flooded you're not mm -hmm. getting any cards to actually use with your mana you're just getting land cards and you can't do anything with them um same concept applies in acid where it's like okay i want x number of movement cards because mm -hmm. in, in a speed in the speed run you want to have a lot of movement cards but you know you don't want to have so many that if <laughs> push comes to shove you need to do something in the stage like throw a chaff grenade or pull out a nikita and fire a nikita to destroy an electric box something like that that you're just like scrolling through your deck um yeah, it just gets really complicated. <laughs> right, right. Um, so I guess what what's why is new game so much longer in one compared to two? Is it just a story? Is it just that the levels are longer? So Acid One just in general uh is a slower paced game to Acid Two. They really made Acid 2 flow more quickly. The stages are, short, are, are shorter. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Acid One has a lot, like there's some stages that are really long and there's like backtracking you have to do. Um, and just every, every action you take in Acid One just takes longer than it does in Acid Two. Uh, I can't really speak to whether the route is uh, crystal as far as maybe there's some things that are just causing it to take longer. Um, the thing about Acid 1 in terms of cards is that there's fewer cards, period, compared to Acid 2. Mm -hmm. Like, Acid 2 has, like, I don't know, triple the card that Acid 1 does. So that's, that's one issue, and... The other issue is just it, it's just a slower paced game, especially if you're on PSP. On PSP, you have to deal with like lag, frame lag from certain actions. It's a lot worse in Acid 1 than Acid 2. Um, and part of that is just because of how compressed the game is. It was a launch title for PSP. And if you look at the size of both of the games, mm. Acid 1 is really compressed, which I imagine contributes to and the fact that it's just like an early title. It just does not perform as well as Acid 2 in terms of, like, lag. Um, so that can make things take longer. Uh, we have Casino Coin in the chat as well. He's uh, I think he's the only new game Acid Runner, Acid 1. I will be joining you soon um, in the next coming weeks. But I just wanted to know what I'm getting myself into. Because I just see one run on the board in Acid 1, and it's over six hours long. So... Do you have now? Are you interested at all? Now, what what can I see from Plywood? Can I see an Acid One before an MGS Three Euro, or an MGS Three Euro before an Acid I, One? I feel like I'd mm, I'd rather look into New Game Plus Acid Two because Acid Two, um, actually has a card manipulation. I don't know if it's possible in Acid One. I haven't really looked into it. But you can actually manipulate and basically route out your all your moves in Acid 2, even in New Game for the first, like, 30 minutes of the run. Um, and in New Game Plus, potentially we could do, like, almost the whole game doing that, or at least a significant amount of it, like 85%. So, essentially, Acid 2 New Game Plus is, like, a scripted run. The problem with that is, is that you have to think about all these, like, okay, if I do this move or i add this card to my deck mm -hmm. then this chain so it's like this it's like an infinite spiral right this is this <laughs> so, is this is tying back to the routing at the beginning where let's say someone does route it and then someone else comes mm -hmm. along and puts one card into a sequence in the first few minutes and finds that that's faster well that just changes the whole card minute of, of the rest of the run right yeah right yeah, you could just, you know, you could just keep on. And the reality is, is that uh, when I work out a New Game Plus Manip route, I would not be surprised that there's some faster Manip route or, mm. oh, you do this instead of that. The reality is, is that you could be doing this forever. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a chain so effect. you have to just make something that works, that works pretty well. Mm -hmm. I mean, already with what is manipulated um, up until there's like this, the first boss of the, of the game, you know, we're already like with the minute route in new game plus, you're already saving like several minutes over the uh, posted record in new game plus that doesn't have a minute. 
So, uh, reality is, is you can't, you can't just get super, you, it's just a rabbit hole. Yeah. So, and, and routing RPGs is just hard. Like this is the first RPG I ever routed and thankful. I mean, the good thing is, is that you don't have like several characters really to worry about, you know, at max you have two characters, which isn't that much, but you still have like a ton of options. You have to think about, especially in like the context of a new game. Plus I have all these cards. What are actually good? What are bad? What's worth using? What's mm -hmm. what should you ignore? Even in new game, especially in acid two, I can't really speak to acid one too much, but in acid two, you know, you kind of use what you got. Okay. Well I can use this card uh, for this room or this stage. And it's useful maybe only in this stage but hey i'll keep this card until then and then i'll sell it later and then buy a booster pack um there's a lot of like thinking that has to go into what you can and can't do especially in you know in the middle of a run yeah so um, go ahead but i mean people we need more people running acid and i know it's 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 a weirdo game in this series because i think the moat for the most part people who run these games are not rpg runners they're not they're action game runners right 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 so it's not it's very atypical it's not the standard these games only recently within the last few years have they actually been routed here like there's some kind of route before they were just complete mystery enigmas no one wanted to touch them the only thing that was being touched was like multi-segment like marlin was doing like a multi-segment run for acid one that was never completed <laughs> so because that's like oh well, let me try to make the game as fast as possible <laughs> and as you can imagine yeah there's a lot of luck that goes into that so yeah the two things that so new game always intrigues me more than new game plus um i'm always in, in any game I'm, i always prefer a new game but for acid it's just less things I have to worry about in terms of, okay, what's the cards I already have? Um, what's the best card minute I can get? I think it's much, to me, it's much more appealing starting fresh, starting starting new. Um, and then the other thing that really attracts me to Acid is the lore. Like, I'm a big lore guy, no matter what game it is. And I feel like the Acid games are just a huge fan service. Oh yeah. To like turn up like, to the maximum. They have excellent fan service. It's like one of the best fan service games in the series. If you ask me, Acid 2, uh I mean it, it can't cover all the games that came after it, obviously, but I mean there's a really great spread and it's not just like um Metal Gear games, it's like Kojima related games like Zone of the Enders mm. and you know, Police Knots yeah, and yeah, yeah. um snatcher so it it really does like have a nice spread uh in terms of that right. but i mean i will i will at least warn you that new game sure it's like oh well i don't have all these options but then it's this whole problem of i only have what i have <laughs> how do i yeah, make yeah. this work right um and there's a particular i'll warn you about this stage there's a stage that is pretty infamous around uh, Acid 1, and it's called Power Plant. There's two parts to Power Plant. 
and power plant is a really long stage it's like 20 minutes long and if you die in acid one you failed the level you have to start over again so and there's a very real risk if you are uh not certain with what you're doing Mm-hmm. that you could die on power plant. There's another stage in Acid 2 that has a similar thing, but it's nowhere near as punishing. Uh, prototype Factory. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so you could be like 15 I'll, minutes... I'll warn you about power plant. You could be 15, yep. 18 minutes into power plant, and then and then all of a sudden you die, and you have to reset the whole thing. Um, that your fan, thanks for the kind words. We appreciate it over here. Um, one, I'll tell you this. To all my MGS4 runners, I'm used to Power Plant. I've cracked the code of Power Plant. So now I have my eyes set on Acid 1 Power Plant, and I'll do the there same over there. Nice. There we go. So that's how we'll leave. Now, I would I would love to see you or anyone else join Acid, uh, join the handful of people who have uh, taken the dive. I know it's really different, but uh, it is one of those things that uh, with more people looking at it, they may notice things that Copper or mm-hmm. Casino or myself haven't noticed. Yeah, that's that's to any game. The more runners you have to a game, one, the more optimized that game will be, and two, the the routing. Well, I guess it ties to optimization, but just like the, the whole routing and everything will be much better. But compared to games where there's not that many runners, there's a lot more. Uh, routing optimization that can be done. So if you're one of those people that kind of want to look at a game to to route it to to optimize it, when you look at MGS one or two, that might be more difficult, just because of the amount of people that have had their hands on it. When then when you look at other games that don't have a lot of runners, there's a high chance you'll find something there compared to the others. Um, so that's how we'll leave Acid. Second MGS4, I always find it funny how MGSR historically always hyped up three when four is like a million times harder. Well, this is this goes back mini. This goes back to the amount of runners situation. Where I don't think MGS4 is that is as difficult. The more I play it, I don't think it's as RNG heavy as many people say it's RNG heavy. It's really not. The more I play MGS4, the more Whenever something goes wrong, it's my fault. The RNG usually heavy is like bike chase, where if you get hit, it might do 50% damage, it might do like 10% damage. But if as many runners who have had their hands on three, who have put the amount of time on three, did the same thing to four, I guarantee four, you'll see so much better optimization than what we're currently doing. Like so much more routing will be done for four. As what I mean, currently new doing. game has become a category on uh, MGS4 for Boss Extreme and Red Zone. That room has become easier, which is incredible yeah. because at one point, and I'm sure you remember this, like Red Zone was, which is uh, the second room in the game. For those who don't know, it's essentially the second room in the game mm-hmm. on Boss Extreme was, I think had the most infamous standpoint in this community everyone knew that red zone was like the worst room yeah period like in the whole series it was the worst room it was like the, the ocelot unit so awkward yeah it was like the ocelot unit wall trying to get people to run mgs4 like rank one 
but but then when we did come up with the strats what i was teaching like i even did a what do you call it the i'm no rookie with land and we did the red zone strat and it just, and now i see land pull it off all the time like it's nothing so that's i guess that's Advanced what the answer is. yeah that's what i i say to 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 four i don't think it's as difficult i don't think it's as rng heavy as people say it is it's just that as we get more runners as we get more eyes on it it just becomes easier um so let's go to our next topic just want to touch briefly on mobile now now metal gear mobile is only on the engaged phone like you can't emulate it anywhere you can't play it anywhere else but except for you have to have the engaged phone with you or solid eyes but i'm so you have to have this engaged phone did you get did you decide to buy your phone after um you saw ds mons run or was this something that you always wanted to do but just never got around to it it was definitely after i saw ds mon come back to the community ds mon was uh ran ghost babble back in the day uh did doberman which is rank one normal um and he came back to the community he was like i'm i'm running and figuring out metal gear solid mobile and that was when the uh, alert noise appeared above uh the alert uh <laughs> mm -hmm. little symbol with an exclamation mark appeared above a lot of people's heads including mine i was like super excited because i had no idea how to i knew it was possible to play the game i knew you needed to get a phone a compatible phone but i had no idea how to do any of this so it was kind of like a i'm interested but i don't know how to do it um you know a couple years ago when i learned about metal gear solid mobile i just was like wow this is funny i didn't know this game existed mm, this yeah. game looks so goofy um and then when ds mon came along he did a big boss run he uh made a little how-to guide um on how to install the game and all that stuff it's like all right you know what uh i'm i'm very intrigued and he was only doing big boss and not any percent so I was like, all right, this is a good opening for me. Uh, I already have all the capture gear necessary for it. I just need the phone and all that stuff. So, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to spend 60 bucks, mm -hmm. get an N95 Nokia, eight gigabyte model. It's in, in beautiful piano black. It gets smudgy. <laughs> um, and uh, try this game out. Is this, and then what controller do you use to play the game? So you use, I use both the phone and a Wiimote because there is a homebrew software that you can put on your phone that lets you use a Wiimote to control the phone. Now you can't use every button that you need to use in the game with the Wiimote. Mm -hmm. uh, to go into first person view, you have to use zero, which is not bound to the Wiimote at all, unfortunately. Um, but other than that, I mostly use the Wiimote. Uh, and for those who are wondering about Metal Gear Solid Mobile, it came out in 2008 and same year that MGS4 came out. And the best way to describe it is that it takes place between Metal Gear Solid 1 and Metal Gear Solid 2. And it essentially plays like a combination of those two games, but you only have four-way movement. So it's like classic 2D Metal Gear. It's a very weird mishmash. You can aim in first person, but you can only move four ways while running around. 
Um, and it definitely like is a combination of Solid 1, Solid 2, like game mechanics and the feel of the game, the look of the game, etc. How many bosses are in mobile? One. Okay, I got one boss and then the rest are just levels, which I believe you found a skip already in mobile. Yes, so there is a backtrack sequence you're supposed to do near the end of the game uh, to pick up the Nikita because you're supposed to blow up these, you know, like the Semtex sensors mm. in Solid 2. So you have to, like, blow up these sensors so you can clear a laser, uh, like a laser wall in front of a door. Uh -huh. But all you have to do to avoid this is you essentially open up your menu the same moment you cross the lasers. Uh, the screen will fade to white, and then at that point you eat a ration, and all the damage you would take from the explosions uh, gets counteracted. So you essentially become Zombie Snake. Uh, and then you just like run through the room. You're supposed to blow up all the sensors blind. And this saves several minutes because you're supposed to go like all the way back through several rooms to pick up the Nikita and then go all the way to this room and then fire the Nikita. And the Nikita is super slow. Like the way the Nikita flies in Metal Gear Mobile is very sluggish. It's a slow part of the run. Uh, not very fun. So you can't do that on Big Boss, unfortunately. You can't use any rations on Big Boss. You have to essentially get all zeros with uh, Big Boss. Though you can, uh, as long as you don't like enter the next room, you can just reload. Like you can quit reload and try again. So it's kind of like um, MGS4 in that way. Like you essentially have quote unquote infinite saves since it auto saves every room. Mm. But everything else has to be pure zeros. So Big Boss and any percent are pretty distinct since you can't do any zombie snake shenanigans on Big Boss. Is the game IGT timed or RTA timed? Uh, primarily, for the leaderboard, it's IGT. Okay. Hmm. So, but uh, there is RTA timing as well. And how long is the current run? Like about 20 minutes, I believe? So any percent... Need to double check. Yeah, I, I, I need to get back to this game as well because there's several minutes. Uh, like I think there's at least a minute to be saved on any percent, but any percent is twenty one fifty three real time, mm -hmm. uh, seventeen ten in game time, and then big boss right now. Uh, record is held by Jag. He has a twenty six minute fifty two. I believe that can go down to like twenty five or twenty four or something, because uh, the boss strategy has improved pretty significantly uh since i started running this game the commander or boss but he's just the terrorist commander so the gate the in-game achievements refer to him as commander so we call him commander we'll call him yeah we'll go with we'll go with commander so all right that's it for mobile so if anyone is looking to get one get an engage phone join plywood running mobile and join us doing some acid while i get into acid as well <laughs> Um, drop, drop your phones, drop the acid, drop, and have a good time. Good That's what time. I always say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's close this up as we're getting you know over the one hour mark. That's who I, where we targeted for. So let's do a little rapid fire questions. Maybe if you want to take uh, not too long, it doesn't have to be like short one word answers. You can explain a little bit, but but I'll cut right. you off. It goes a little too long. So uh, next game, next MGS game or category. 
which you haven't learned yet, you're most likely to run next? Ooh, that's a good question. Not you will uh, run think... next, no one will hold you to this, just what you think right now, maybe, in the future. I think I think it's gonna be Metal Gear MSX any percent. I think that I think that's probably the next thing, but maybe maybe rising? I'm not sure. Maybe something maybe maybe uh, maybe Peace Walker, who knows? You know, I still gotta play those games. Still okay, gotta play okay. those games to to know for certain. Okay, fair enough. Alright, what is something what is a game or category that you, maybe you won't you won't run, but you'd like to see more people run? Uh ooh. I, I I think I would say I think I would say uh Phantom Pain. Not that I don't want to learn the game, but it would be nice to see more people running Phantom Pain uh full game. Um other than that, I would also put Acid as well, just because I feel like it's we've only really scratched the surface on on that game. Oh yeah, and you know what? Portable Ops. Everyone forgets about Portable Ops. There's a reason but why. That isn't that, that that run the any percent run is actually kind of cool. I think. I mean, it does have a, a fair bit of RNG, but it's like MGS three, but with, not MGS three with horrible <laughs> controls. With the, it's what, okay. It's okay on PSTV. It's not too bad. Yeah, and you need a PSTV. Yeah, you could play on emulator. Yeah. It's not that bad. I was playing it on emulator. There's no way I'm getting a PSTV for Portable Hop. All right, <laughs> next. Uh, if there, now we, you just finished the VE League. You came in second mm -hmm. place. You know this VE League was. This is goes. This ties back to what we were talking about at the beginning a little, and shows how far the other difficulties have come. As we can see it just by the viewers and the people interested in it. Like VE League was a huge success. If there were to be another league, um, what game would you want to see, whether you're just watching it or whether you're participating? Which game would you want to see to have a league just like that? Now, is this like just uh, in any, like, just ignoring, like, player count? Like, what yes, would be yeah, yeah. Ignore, a game, I think? Would be ignore player count, ignore leaderboards. What is something either you want to participate in or you want to see? Uh, just the same weeks, maybe you know, not as long, but on the on the MGSR channel. I really think a Twin Snakes League would be really cool. Um, just because it's fairly, it's about the same length of time. It's only like an hour. Uh, there's a lot of potential for like lead changes in that game due to uh, uh, luck and mm. execution. And there's some like YOLO strats you can go for to like try to save big time over your opponent. I think that game is it's a very fun race game. We've done, we did races of that game. Well, we've been doing races in the relay races as well, but we used to do races in the summer a few years ago. <laughs> they were always so fun um, just because you never really knew what was going to happen. So yeah. Twin Snakes. Yeah, I was, you said what I was about to say in that. Although I don't run Twin Snakes, every time I've seen it, like on the relay or a race or anything, it's always been an entertaining race to watch. Like, even though certain areas I have no idea what's going on, um, the commentators do a great job, and it's always entertaining to watch a Twin Snakes uh, a race. So I agree with you. Um, next question. Why do you run Survive? 
why do I run survive? That's a question I ask myself as well. Um, well, it's, it really just comes down to the same thing I was telling you about before is that I like exploring things that are fairly unexplored. Mm -hmm. um, and survive is by far the uh, most uh, outsider game in the series. More so than Acid. I think people are more accepting of like the Acid games or Rising than Survive. Mm -hmm. Survive is definitely the odd one out. It's the last game that was made. People feel like it, sh it shouldn't even be considered part of the series. Um, and I got the game for free from Cool Man. Shouts to Cool Man. Gave me a key. I played the game casually, and if I didn't run it, I would have just stopped there. But I was like, all right, I'm going to look into this game. Mm. And routing is just very satisfying. And honestly, the run is pretty chill uh, for the most part. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of yeah. just like point A to point B. And then you do some tower defense for like 15 minutes and just kind of hang out with people and, you know, yeah. rock and roll. There's some cool, some cool parkour stuff in the run. Um, you like build things to like get over uh, things you're not really supposed to get over. Like that stuff is pretty cool. It's just very long. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. like the yeah, yeah, main yeah. problem. It's still over two hours and a lot of it is auto scrollers. So, oh, shout out. Joseph Josar, thank you for the raid. Hello, everyone. As we do rapid-fire questions with Plywood here joining us in the mandatory codec. And the other thing about Survive is eventually the servers are going to shut down, right? And you have to be online to play this game. So mm -hmm. it's going to hit a point where whoever has world record once the servers shut down, it's it going to have it forever. forever. It'll never get contested. So if anyone wants to yep. get Ply before the servers shut down... I suggest you do it. We actually do have a new runner to the game who now has second, Space Cow, for New Game Plus Bad Ending. And I, I think Space Cow is looking to be uh, best my run. Already found some uh, little time saves. So, hey, everything counts, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, one last question to all the... I'm going to go ahead and feed all the trolls and all the people that click on the clickbait titles of every rumor of MGS and think that a new one's gonna come out. Gut feeling, will we ever see a main title, a AAA title, Metal Gear Solid game in the future? I'm gonna say yes, but I don't know when that will be. Um, I feel like there is going to be another Metal Gear title this decade. Uh, that's, that's just that, that's, you know, I could kind of go 50-50 on it, but I'm an optimist. And the reality is, is I've been saying the reality is this whole podcast. The reality is for me is mm. that even if a, a new game is bad, I don't really care. Um, and the reason is this. Metal Gear is a series that is essentially dead or it hasn't had new games in a few years. And... I'm concerned about what that's going to mean for both the speedrunning community and just the fandom going forward, because it's just going to be a bunch of old people talking about a series that's been dead for many years. They're going to have a mandatory so, podcast if... thing talking about 20 year old games. And that's it. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like I, I, I want the series to go on maybe and not like a metal gear solid six, or anything like that. I would like just a, a fresh 
restart, refresh on the whole thing. Or, you know, if it's going to be a remake, it better not be a remake of Solid 1. I, I I would rather not. I would rather them do like a remake of Metal Gear 1 just because I feel like there's uh, enough. There's so little there that you could do a lot with it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe we'll get a movie tie-in game. That would be hilarious. I would love to play that, even if it's bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll say I also think something will happen. I don't know when. But there's just like too much money on the table, I think, for Konami just to ignore it eventually. I don't know when that'll happen. Okay, last question. Do you think the MGS movie will be good? Because I think it'll be garbage. Do you mean like video game movie good or just like a good movie? Just something you enjoy watching. Like once you're done with the movie, you're like, you know what? I enjoyed watching that. This this movie has been like yeah. hyped up and talked about for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit hesitant about the whole thing just because I don't know what kind of you know a lot of the recent video game movies have been going into a better direction. Like I know some people liked the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I watched Detective Pikachu. That movie was decent. It wasn't like yeah, but you can't compare. Amazing. Like they're not trying to like the Detective Pikachu to Metal Gear Solid. I think you know it's not really comparable though because when you look at how long well, is they're this, video game movies, right? But how long is this movie gonna be? Like two hours, two and a half hours, right? It can't be. They can't make it more than so, two hours. Okay, let's say two hours. Now you're trying to fit all of MGS One in two hours. It's like a you're gonna they're gonna miss so much is it wait a minute is it actually a re, like are they doing solid one i have i thought is it was confirmed solid? i don't know i'm just going off speculation a, a, a metal gear movie for me needs to be just a unique scenario that just kind of it's basically just sort of a uh a spy infiltration movie with some nice winks and nods to the fans but you yeah, don't really need yeah. to have played the series to appreciate it that's what i would think an ideal metal gear movie would be it can't be like we're going to bog it down with all these details i agree i agree be tedious and it, it shouldn't be a remake of right. or we're gonna do solid one as a movie yeah or yeah, yeah i agree or whatnot keep, it has to be its own specific yeah, yeah. focus thing keep it simple have a bad guy have some like you know infiltration type of mission at the end, you know, you defeat the bad guy. Think of, I'm thinking of like old school, like Rambo. Maybe not, you know, not over the wall yeah, like that, but exactly. like uh, like the action movies with like Arnold or something. You know, something cheesy, something along those lines something, that'll hook something me. Something a bit dumb. Yeah, something yeah, a little yeah. bit dumb. But then you know, you think it's something dumb, and then it it like it throws the left hook. Like actually, this is about we have an anti-nuclear message or what have you. You like, know, like just, Rambo, Rambo one great example i think we're like you know there's there's something under the surface there it's like oh okay okay because that's kind of what metal gear kind of is it's like oh this is just some goofy action movie kind of thing and then you you go a little bit underneath that and you're like actually there's a little bit more here than i thought so Mm -hmm. that's really what i'd want i don't want something that's just like pure fan service uh because i think that's just going to be trash yeah you know? yeah, yeah. To, especially in it two has hours. to straddle that line right yeah couldn't agree with you more all right ply thanks for joining me um any last words before any last words to the 
group that's watching or listening the future in the podcast or any new runners potentially trying to get into metal gear solid yeah i mean metal gear speedrunners continues to grow year after year uh and it's been really fun uh being in this community and working on this community uh i'm glad sparty has been taking on this mantle uh for a podcast something we've been needing uh if you want to try this podcast out if you're new to this community and you want to you know chat with sparty you should totally fill out the application that's what i did you can too uh it's in our discord in the links and applications channel you can fill out an application and uh chat with sparty here it's always fun chatting with sparty yeah couldn't have said it better myself about the application so our discord link is in the chat if you're listening to it you can go to twitch.tv slash metal gear speedrunners and the uh discord link is in the panels below and you can go to the links and applications fill it out i'll chat with anyone about metal gear solid you know we'd like to spit stick to speed running but you never know i can make uh episodes if you just want to talk about metal gear solid or anything so thanks plywood for joining me he is the admin in mgsr does a lot of behind the scenes stuff runs almost every single metal gear solid game or if he doesn't run it he knows quite a lot about it so thank you for joining me today and i'll see you thank guys. you for having yep, me no problem and i'll see you guys on the next episode episode seven see ya